Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acri. And our guest today is a rising star on Netflix and moving on to like HGTV and Discovery Plus as well as one of the stars of Million Dollar Beach House, JB Andreasi. Yes. And he's only, I think he said 31. 31. So, so, much, so many golden nuggets. <laughs> Imagine being a new agent and being on TV and dealing with some of the richest buyers and sellers in the world. He talks all about it on the show. Can't wait for you guys to hear it. Yeah, a little bit of a teaser. He does go into what it what it's like for the clients to actually, you know, their experience while being followed around by film crews and all of that going on in that show. But before uh, before we bring him on, we'd love it if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you're not already. And while you're there, drop us a review to let us know how we're doing. We'll read it here on the show. I also want to call special attention to our YouTube channel. So producer Ariel has been putting up a ton of shorts. So make sure that you're subscribed to Reminder Media on YouTube. You can get it at youtube.com slash Reminder Media. Super simple there. We put up motivational shorts, not only from our podcast, but from other content that we're consistently putting out as well. And now let's get into this week's interview. From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. All right, everybody, you might recognize our guest today as he was a cast member on Netflix's Million Dollar Beach House. His name is J.B. Andriasi, and while he's not starring on TV shows, he is serving his real estate clients throughout the Hamptons and Long Island, as well as running Andriasi Development. In January 2022, he'll be starring in a brand new show called Selling the Hamptons on Discovery Plus and HGTV. J.B., welcome to the podcast. Thanks, guys, for having me. This is an honor and pleasure. I've been following yourself on Instagram. Love what you're doing. So just glad to be here and uh, shoot, so to speak. Love it, man. Hey, bro, we've been excited to have you on the show. I want to dive right in, right? Because, you know, we have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to the show, a lot of real estate agents, insurance agents, financial advisors, kind of small businesses listening to this. And I'm curious, hey, why did you choose real estate? Well, like what drove you into real estate, choosing to be a real estate agent? The failure rate is super high, as everybody who's been in real estate knows. So what led you to that? So I actually, my love, Luke, is is really in sports. So I came out of school and I started right out the gate. I worked for the NHL, National Hockey League in Midtown Manhattan and was really loving what I was doing. However, didn't really see the upward trajectory. I'm an Ivy League guy. I'm a little bit arrogant, so to speak, especially, you know, early 20s. We we think we're going to conquer the world by 25, you know, 30. And my thing was like, I, I love what I was doing, but I was making $40,000 a year, working my tail off, trying to pay rent in, you know, uh, FIDI and, and down in, uh, in Hoboken and things like that. And I was like, you know what, maybe this isn't the career, maybe, you know, down the road, I can bring this back, this love and passion I have for sports back into the mix. But for right now, I need to figure out a way to make money um, and, and, and really make an impact and, and feel good about what I'm doing. So really it's that and also my dad when i grew up he was a builder out in the hamptons so he was one of the first luxury single family home builders out in the hamptons and i grew up on backhoes and tractors and building you know he built five ten million dollar homes out here 
So my love really for real estate started then. I think sports was a big, uh, big thing that came in later in life, you know, in my, my teenage years and a little bit after. Um, but I figured, you know what, let me see what else is out there. I'm young enough. If I, if I jump into this and I fail, um, I, I can land on my two feet. I have enough resources around me. So it was a little bit of a gamble, but decided, you know, so my friend, my friend who is working for related development, they've done big developments all across the country. She's moving to DC. This is back in November, 2017, I want to say. And I was a little bit upset with what I was doing at the NHL. And she said, JB, look, I have this opportunity for you. I know you've been thinking about the real estate thing, jumping into something else. I have this opportunity for you to move down to DC with me, sell up this 400 unit, most expensive building in DC, get some very, very good hands-on experience with the real estate world. And uh, all you got to do is leave your job. And I was very nervous. I'm a conservative guy. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this, but sure enough, put in my 10 day notice and was moving to DC like two weeks later and started, started my real estate journey. So that's trial by fire, man. You're trying to sell 400 apartment units. Uh, I guess what's the one lesson you took away from that? Uh, diving right in, doing the grind to try to sell these 400 units. Yeah. Don't be scared to, uh, don't be intimidated by the unknown, right? Mm -hmm. And kind of learn to be, learn to find comfort in the uncomfortability of situations. And I think what I learned down there is to how to really develop this work ethic how do you um, find my identity as a person? I think a lot of times you think you know yourself at 22, 23, 24, but it takes some time to really understand what your values are, how best to apply those values, uh, both being successful in your career and in work, but also with personal relationships and your family and, mm. and friends as well. Such a It's such a golden nugget. I'm learning myself. I'm 33 myself. And it's like so interesting. The older you grow and you mature, you realize, man, so much of what you do in life is based upon trying to fit in to the opinions of others. And it's not just the opinions of most people think about it in the classic way of like, oh, I'm trying to be cool. Like I'm trying to fit in in high school, but it's not just that. It's actually like the opinions of like, how do I make money in this business world? Like, how do I do it the right way? Or how do I, you know, fit in from an influencer standpoint or something like that? And then the older you get, the more you realize, you know, oh, I'm just going to be comfortable and who I am my values. I'm just going to do me. And the confidence to do that is what attracts people. It attracts actually the business and the relationships. I don't know if you have found the same. It's it's a hundred percent right. And, and I still, I gotta be honest, I'm better with it. I'm 31. So a little bit younger than you, but essentially we're in the same age group where, you know, again, I constantly was comparing myself, comparing sales yep. to others, comparing my looks to others. And you kind of, you kind of over time, with enough experiences, you, you figure out you're okay with who you are and and the best way to maximize both performance and again, like just bettering relationships is to live in the moment, stop comparing yourselves to others because you're okay. And, and you're not gonna be, you know, we, we look at people that are in their fifties, the Bezos of the world, that that's a outlier, right? But yeah. <laughs> very successful like hedge fund managers for me and my clients. And I'm like, these guys are, absolutely so successful, loaded, and it's so sophisticated, so smart, you know, and, and they're 50 years old though. You, you know, it takes time to get there. And I think that's the biggest lesson I've learned over the last five, 10 years. And, and what I tell people that, that look for me, uh, look to me for mentorship. It's just that it's just, it's just, you're okay right now. It's going to be all right. Just stick to the path, continue to work your tail off and things will just start to happen and you'll become successful over time.
Yeah. Well, I'm turning 40 next month, so you guys are you guys are on the right track, man. You're way you figured that out a lot younger than I did. Oh, oh. Uh, so JB, talk a little bit about Million Dollar Beach House. Like, how did that opportunity come up? How did you get on that show? Was that something you kind of pursued? Was that something that I know a lot of times people tell these stories? It's like, ah, I just had an opportunity. Is that something you were going after? Not at all. So at all. Uh, <laughs> I was, yeah, totally sort of blindsided by it. Had have uh, I've had no prior tv experience and to do one better i don't even like reality tv so i can't even watch you know the bachelor all these shows, kardashians i like i actually and million dollar listing for that matter couldn't even watch it but you know i was approached by my firm so this is i move out to the hamptons from being in the city being in dc um and moved back to the hamptons where i'm from and born and raised about three years ago now and I've heard, I heard rumblings about a show that was going to be created. I wasn't a part of it at that time. Netflix had their cast already, already set, and, and um, the roles were already were already defined. But someone, there was a person who was supposed to be on the show who got in a little bit of trouble. There was an opening sort of simultaneously when I was moving out there. And my buddy on the show, this guy Mike Fulfrey, is the big six. If you've seen the show, whoever's listening, it's this big six four, two hundred and fifty pound guy. He's my best friend from high school. He was already going, going to be on the cast. And um, the, the CEO, Eddie Shapiro, who created the show and runs our company said, Mike, is there anyone else that could fill in? You know, this guy, you got in some trouble. Netflix is looking for someone to fill in. And Mike immediately put his sales hat on and was like, look, you gotta, you gotta check out this dude, JB. He comes from the Hamptons. He knows the Hamptons. He's, he has a real estate background. He worked for Related for two years. Ivy League guy. Um, and, and just good looking enough. And, and, and I think <laughs> just, just good looking enough to be on TV. And that's what sold Eddie. So I sit down with Eddie Shapiro and he's like, he's this, the boss again. And he goes, hey man, would you ever consider being on a reality TV show? And I, I give it a second and I'm like, probably not to be honest, but, but pitch me on it. And he goes into it and I said, I'll think about it, I'll bring it back to my family. My family was like, absolutely not. You're not doing it. Yeah, we're conservative, you know, reputable family in the Hamptons. Like this could be, they can make you out to be whatever you, they want. And um, it turned out to be one of the best decisions I've ever made. And I had to make that decision and break away from my family's influence for, for once, mm. uh, for the first time. And, um, you know, the reason I, I do it, people ask, is it to get a competitive advantage in real estate? Yeah, it is, sure. Mm. But it's also what opportunities may come from this. I don't know. Am I going to be doing real estate for the next 10 years? Maybe. Or it could be someone that's entrepreneur starting a, a, a fund or, or has a product creation and, and he wants me to be their number, his number two guy because he sees me on the show. He sees that I'm sharp and uh, well-liked. And I think that that's the beauty of it is just the opportunities that could come from this thing. What a golden nugget there of, you know, having to break away from the ones that love you to get, you know, into a new way or get uncomfortable. I think we often see that and entrepreneurs, it's oftentimes your mom or your dad or, you know, your brother, your sister, friend, like, no, 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 don't do that because they care about your safety, right? They're, they care about, you know, hey, we want to protect you. We want to, we want to make sure you're safe. We want to make sure you're on a good path protection. So it's playing defense versus like the opportunities. A lot of times as they say, as corny as it is, is out on the limb. So you got to get out there on the limb and it could break and it could be bad, but it also presents opportunity. What is it like working with luxury buyers? <laughs> and I should say luxury buyers and sellers for that matter. What is, what is it like? Share the goods on that. 
sure. So here in the Hamptons, for those who don't know, this is probably one of the most uh, expensive home markets in the entire country. Meaning that the people that I work with on a day-to-day -day basis, whether they're selling their home, purchasing their home, using me as their representative or investing, these are people that are the richest people in the world. So dealing with billionaires is stressful. These guys, they're in the positions most of the time that they're in because they're the best at what they do and the smartest at what they do. So for me, it's, it's, it's a privilege, but it's also, um, there's a lot of accountability that comes with it, a lot of trust, a lot of sacrifice with my personal relationships to make sure that I'm servicing my clients the best way possible. The other thing is a lot of these guys are older, right? These guys are, uh, you know, 40s, 50s, 60s. And they look at me as a 30 year old and they're like, you know, you're a young, they look at me as a kid, mm. I'm not a kid, but in their eyes I am. And they think back to when they were 30 years old and they may not have been in that same level um, or position of success that they're in now. And that makes it a little bit more challenging, but it's, um, I kind of like that. I kind of like the fight and sort of being the underdog in ways and, and competing to get listings. And um, the show shows a lot of that, but you know, on the day to day, it's, it's a lot of work. It's tough. And I used to just to go back to this. I used to think real estate agents, like anyone could be a real estate agent. I used to, I was like, man, I, you know, my, my little sister, she's 10 years old. She could be a real estate agent, but <laughs> I've come to find that if you do it at a really high level, and I think that applies to really any job, if you do it at a really high level, um, it doesn't matter what you do. It's just like that sort of level of expectations that you make for yourself and, and just delivering on that day to day, minute to minute, hour to hour. And um, I, I find some like solace and peace with that. Love that. Um, can you give any advice? You know, you're, you're dealing with people 50, 60, the richest in the world type people, right? So that comes with a level of like almost fear, like when you're going to do that listing presentation or that buyer consult, right? How do you speak confidently? How do you do that sales presentation? I think it's very similar probably for new agents getting into the business who have no sales experience. They've never done a list or anything like that. Any tips of advice for like their presentations, how they approach the sale, the relationship that you've found? What I found is that that fear, you're going to have that fear and those nerves and it's not a you know, the, the good ones, you're going to prepare, you're going to do your homework and, and you're going to be well versed. You're going to know your product and how to pitch it and present it. You just have to do it. You know, mm -hmm. it's really just doing it, walking through the door, um, breaking through the door sometimes. And, and uh, you know, you're going to hear as a starting agent, you're going to hear no a lot. My first year leaving the corporate real estate world and being like a single agent, so to speak, I made $18,000. This was three years ago, you know? So it's, uh, it's humbling and you have to sort of have that, that tenacity, that perseverance. And, uh, it's not always easy, but, but find resources around you, whether it's friends or family or people that do it in the business like me. Like I, I tell my audience, I'm always here. If you want to contact me, DM, whatever, I'm always here to help you through that because I remember it wasn't too long ago when I was that nerved up agent and just, and was scared of the unknown again and, and not um, not thinking I could be successful. And you're, the, the thing is those first couple of times, you're probably gonna hear no, and you're probably gonna be sweaty and you're probably gonna stutter. But then after it's like anything, just rep it. And it comes, mm. starts to come natural and you start to figure out what worked in that conversation, what didn't. And then you apply it to the next time, the next time, and you get better and better and better. It's the question on every real estate agent's mind. 
How do I get leads? Lead magnets entice prospects to give you their contact information in exchange for something they find compelling. Discover the best practices and strategies for creating a lead magnet with our free ebook, Lead Generation for Real Estate Agents. Successful internet marketers routinely use lead magnets to grow their email list, and with this resource, now you can too. Go to ReminderMedia.com slash lead generation and download this free resource today. That's ReminderMedia.com slash lead generation. Take action on this today. Love that. One of the things that Josh and I often share, especially with new agents, is like you have to know your stuff, know the market, study the hot sheets, study the market every single day. Because when you have preparation, I always tell people you get confidence on a subject matter. I think Grant Cardone is the one who says he feels confident to speak, even though he's not really a public speaker. When he has that confidence and credibility, he almost gets altitude on a subject matter. And so if you feel like, man, I don't have the confidence, it's like I play piano. And a lot of times when you get up on stage, you're nervous, but if you've practiced, your muscle memory takes over. And it's the same as when you're presenting in a listening presentation, you're doing a sales presentation. It's like a lot of times your muscle memory (laughs) will take over if you've done your reps that you're talking about, if you've done that. Hey, let's transition here. Let's talk a little bit about, because this is a sales and marketing podcast. I'm super interested to hear your marketing strategies to generate leads. You have this show and Mm -hmm. I'm curious, is that actually producing business for you? How are you translating that to a social media strategy? Talk to us a little bit about your marketing. For me specifically, it's a lot about, again, this is sort of, you know, beating a dead horse, but it's networking. I I find every way, every open hour, open day, if I have some open time, I'm going to the city, I'm meeting Manhattan, I'm meeting with people, I'm on the phone with our people that are in um, uh, London or other luxury markets in South Beach and West in Palm Beach or out in Hollywood Hills and just 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 uh, just having conversating, just figuring out what's what's new, what trends are they seeing, what clients are they working with, what are new properties, new tactics that they're finding. So a lot of it for me is networking. Um, and then the other thing is, is, is just building. So I have a team now, right? So I have a team that serves as an extension of my brand. So those, those guys are the ones that go and do the cold outreach. And when they find something that could be warm, they bring me in. So the other thing to note as an entrepreneur, you can't do everything yourself and mm-hmm. you have to have that support system around. And I'm the type that I'm extremely stubborn. I've come to sort of quell that a bit and keep it sustained and, and just be a better person there. But I'm very self-aware of that. And I've had to sort of relinquish the reins sometimes and, and, and train people and coach up people that could, that could help me present the message um, and, and just kind of be little, little, um, uh, you know, just people that are like me. And uh, so building the team is super important as well. Uh, but the T yeah, the TV show has brought about some business for sure. It's mainly from buyers that people that are from other parts of the world that have seen this show and want to work with me when they're purchasing the Hamptons or, or even elsewhere. Um, but even so, it, it's it's uh, yeah, it, it's ever evolving my marketing marketing tactics and things like that. So talk about this next show that you have coming out. This this episode is coming out in November. So you said January. You've got a new show where now you're the star of the show. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy how that's how that's happened. Yep, start the show, dude. And it's it kind of makes me it makes me a little bit uneasy. Like when I so now when I 
I'll get noticed when I'm out and they're like, Oh, you're, you know, my friends are like, you're a celebrity. And I'm like, I'm not a, not a celebrity. We, we have the same problem with Luke. You go anywhere with him. It's like, <laughs> I could, t- I could tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we go to my fan reunion, you know, if we go to my <laughs> high school reunion, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the, I think what's, what's cool to take from this is the show it's, it's unscripted reality. So People always say they're like, oh, this is this is all so scripted, right? You know, this the bachelor is scripted and all these other shows. But this is like actually what we're doing day to day. Um, they may give us a topic that they bring the whole cast and may give us a topic to talk about, but there's no script. So it's really showing and conveying the work, the, the tactics that we have to go and get these listings to, to procure these clients. Um, what we like to do to have fun, to let loose a little bit when that work seems to get a little bit too stressful. And it's a really inside look, not only into us as agents out here, but also the Hamptons, right? So if you don't know anyone out here and you don't have enough like money or, or resources to get to the Hamptons, it's such a beautiful, beautiful place. And I'm so lucky to be born and raised here and uh, be a local here. Um, it, it's really, truly like a special, special spot. And, and it's cool for people to get to see that across the world. How does that impact the selling or the buying process like with clients? Like how does that act? impact the overall experience when you've got cameras and crews following you around and these are just people looking for a house great question so i've actually lost a lot of business from it um people that don't understand i'm shooting for six hours in late may and they need me to help them find a three million dollar home and i'm just usually if i'm off camera i'm available any freaking minute any hour of the day here I'm not because I'm shooting. And and it's it happened a couple of times where I just couldn't get to that person. And they're like, JB, we love you. You're great at what you do. We understand what you're doing, but you can't, you just can't service us and, and fulfill the needs that we have as mm. clients. So it's difficult. It's a difficult balance. I would say like only 25 to 30% of my day-to-day business is shown on the show. So a lot of it, a lot of those people that I work with day-to-day do not want to be a part of it at all again, are very supportive of it, but it just doesn't align with their brand. A lot of the people I work with are very private and just this, you know, they, they don't really get what I'm doing and, and, and they, they do get what I'm doing, but doesn't really benefit them yeah. directly. So they're like, you know, want to kind of stand away. Yeah. But um, it's, it's definitely been challenging. The first season was a lot more difficult to manage because that was my first year in real estate when we shot the million dollar beach house season one. Wow. Um, this was my third season, again, dealing with pandemic, high volume craziness and, and having to shoot a show. It was difficult and it was draining. And, and um, you know, thankfully, I have the right people around me that I leaned on for support and love. And and uh, they got me through it a little bit. But again, it, it's it's like anything else. You guys are grinding what you do. It's tough. We can we can sort of moan about it. But um, at the end of the day, it's for a greater good. And um, you, you get through it. You find ways to get through it. Yeah. So well said, man. So got to ask you, we ask all successful people who come on the show, like what routines have you implemented in your life that you look at now and you go, yeah, that routine, I mean, that has proven successful for me. That's So I have, I'm pretty into strict daily routines. Um, when I wake up, it's immediately, well, I have a puppy. So now the puppy's changed over the last eight months. It's like <laughs> the puppy, getting him a little run, but it's 7 a.m. gym pretty much every workday, five days out of the week. Um, a little bit of meditation either before the gym or after the gym. Um, 
I've come to learn that mental health is a big thing too. So when you're under these stresses and having to deliver for these clients, making sure that you're good internally is, is beneficial for you, but also be very beneficial for the work that you provide for these, for these guys. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's routine. It's uh, eating the right way. It's uh, again, I'm a very physically active person. So I'm always, always running around yoga, meditation, cold showers, massage. Do the, do the cold showers work? I've heard people talk about the cold showers. The cold showers for me is like, I do it to know that I can do it. So then I could take that and be like, I can conquer whatever else comes for the day. It's sort yeah. of like a metaphor in a way. It's not exactly like the physical pain, but it's more of like a mental kind of check to, to get through. I don't know if-, if yeah, I've never been able to do the cold showers yet. I think <laughs> I'm a wimp. I think I need to try that. But we've had a lot of guests mention that on the show, like doing cold that showers. cold- yeah. Cold showers. And my buddy who's into strongman competition, right? So he's competing in like the strongman competition. He jumps and he has a creek by his house. And in the winter, he'll have like Instagram videos of him jumping into this creek. And I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> like that's that's real commitment right there to wake up your internal system or whatever it is. <laughs> so the, re the real thing would be, yeah. So to kind of like parlay off that, if I could jump in the ocean out here in like, I'm talking December, January, that's that would be some next level stuff. And yeah. I know as I do it, but I'm like, you can't get me there. Yeah, that's David Goggins level, man. That's yeah, David exactly. Goggins level right there. Exactly. Exactly. AB, last question. Uh, this one's the hardball. So we've been giving you a lot of softballs here. This is going to be a tough one. What, <laughs> knowing what you know now, what would you go back and tell your younger self? Maybe that high school age kid, the one before college, before getting into his first job at the NHL, what would you tell him? I would tell them to enjoy the moment. Um, not, not enjoy the moment, but just be present in the moment and stop <laughs> thinking about the future. Um, again, I... High school, very, you know, I did really well in high school. I got to an Ivy League place. And, and all I thought about was like grades and tests and papers and being the best there. Just learn how to learn when you're young. Don't, you don't have to be at 20, know exactly what you want to do, but, but learn how to learn and take those applications and, and you'll be able to apply it in the future to whatever you're doing. So I think it's a couple of things that we already talked about. Don't compare yourselves to others. Live in the present moment. Enjoy the moment. Um, build a support system around you, whether it's friends or, or your family. Luckily, I'm blessed to have my, my parents and my siblings who we spend all the, the off time we can together. Um, but yeah, just just enjoy the moment and, and uh, things will shake out. Things will work out. Love it. Great advice. JB, thanks so much for being here. Before we close out, let people know how they can connect with you. Sure. So you can reach me on Instagram. I guess we can start there. It is 2021. JB underscore Andreasi um hopefully they have my last name spelling up there it's, it's a long one but yeah instagram is probably the best way and then yeah i look forward to talking with with anyone who wants to reach out love it thanks again so much and thank you all so much for listening to dive deeper in this episode get those links that jb mentioned you can head on over to staypaidpodcast.com if you enjoyed this episode i want to show your support the first way is to head on over to apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review along with a comment and the best way to help out the show is to tell a friend. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or you can find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast, endorsed by JB. JB said we're doing a lot of great things over there. So follow, 
at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acree. What a great episode, JB. Really appreciate you coming on. What a experience in real estate as a new agent to be on that show in their first year. This is unbelievable. So many golden nuggets that were pointed out on the show. Here's my action item for you that because we want to always boil down the episode so you can take action on at least one item. You need to get confident in your pitch and confidence comes through pe- preparation in your business. Are you studying your hot sheets every single day? So if you're a real estate agent, are you looking at your market every single day? What's been sold? What's new? What's coming? Are you doing your research? Because confidence is going to become come from repetition, like JB said, and also come from preparation. So that's your action item. Remember, the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every single business is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 